16 minutes it is before 8 p.m. You tuned in to uh, Metro FM Talk, and uh, we are uh, now going to take a wrap of our top business stories that uh, were moving markets uh, on this uh, Tuesday. And joining me to do this is uh, an investment analyst at Emergence uh, Investment Managers, and that is Nolwandle Mtombene. Nolwandle, welcome to I'm good, thank you. Uh, I want us uh, to start off here with the African Bank. Now, uh, it seems, I mean, uh, this, is, this was a bank not, not so long ago that found itself uh, uh, within the same kind of cu- curatorship process that uh, we would have seen a VBS. And uh, they managed to separate, I guess, uh, the good book from uh, the bad book. And uh, uh, we're able now, I guess, um, you know, over the last 24 months or so to, to really... Uh, one, boost their book of depositors, which they didn't have before. And uh, what do you make now of uh, the results that they've come through with here, especially when it comes to uh, some of the customer acquisition numbers? Well, first I want to say that African Bank is the comeback hit of the the decade, actually. Definitely. Um, I think, you know, I think between the Saab and the management team and the board that was put in place, it did a very good job of turning this business around. Um, As far as the results are, um, there are very good results. Um, I think, you know, what the main highlights and the focus has been in, you know, in, you know the press and the media is their growth in um, in their deposit base and customer accounts. Um, that's all fair and good, but, you know, as an analyst, you know, I dig a bit deeper. So the key concern with me with these results is that although they've, you know, got great possi- I mean, profitability, they've gone positive, they've had to, you know, to lure these people in to put in the deposit, they have to price way above the market. So typically, for any bank, right? If I, if I, for me to able to, you know, get you to deposit into my bank account at ten percent, you know, that means that you know I have to borrow from someone else at say five percent. So you know that's how you make the profit in banks. But what they've been doing is they've been borrowing for a much higher rate than they are lending. So mm. do you think do you think they they make that back uh, in terms of I guess what they lend uh, to other people because historically they've always been known as the guys who one I guess you know uh, lend to the most risky customers and by extension also I guess charge the highest rates of interest. Yes, but the problem is now is that you know even if you're lending to the highest company, there are fee caps on terms of what you can charge them. Sure, that's the first sure. thing. You know, NTR putting fee caps so you can only charge so much. And the idea is that there's a lot of competition. So Capitec is right. They're willing to offer the customer much less. So you can't exactly charge the maximum. This is true. So yeah. if you are, you know, now lending, um, I mean, bar, you know, if you're getting the deposits and you, you know, giving people deposits that say, you know, 10 to 13%, then you're really squeezing your own margins. So the only way to, you know, offset this is to make sure that there's other forms of income to offset mm. this. And I think that is a challenge for them going forward. So I think in terms of the strategy, this is probably the first step they're doing to get people in, to get the customers sure. in. So there are strategies where you, you know, take a few losses before the beginning so that in the future you can get that revenue and get it in. So there's many companies that are doing that, and that's the current strategy. So I think I need to see a bit more in terms of how they're going to now make sure the company spends more or get that additional non-interest revenue because that's the key. Because if you look at these results, the actually total revenue is actually down about 12%. Mm. So, you know, the difference in terms of how they were profitable is that their impairments were just less than last year. So the quality of earnings is not that great. Um, but, you know, the turnaround story is still good and sure. it's still, still relevant. And that's what we want to see. Talk but to I me. Think, you know, yeah, yeah. Hmm. No, 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 please go ahead. So I think, you know, investors should just, you know, be mindful of the dynamics playing out before being too excited about the earnings growth. Sure, sure. Talk to me, uh, Nuluanji, here about the quality of their loan book. I mean, they've seen an improved credit loss ratio here, but uh, they've suggested in their books that uh, 85% 
of uh, all of their customers here are would be ca- categorized as low risk. I mean, that, that's certainly something out of character for uh, the uh, uh, older old mutual, uh, the one prior to the curatorship process. Yes, so I think you know they were lucky that they could take the back the you know the, the bad book out and release the good book, and I think they will they have to be more conservative now. I think the management team has to be more conservative in terms of the provisioning. So sometimes you'll even find that you know when you're making the the, the credit losses, you'll probably maybe write off someone maybe sooner just to be a bit more conservative. So in terms of the quality of the loan book, because the credit payments came down that shows that at least there's not any distress on the book. So the quality of the book is better this year compared to last year. So those are the key metrics you look at, and that's how the earnings were up, because the credit loss ratio was actually, you know, improved. So I think in terms of quality, it is an improvement. And, you know, the concern, again, is that because they're charging so high for deposits, they might be tempted to get, take on more risk and take a risky company, customer to get up the, the improvement in margins. Mm-hmm. Right, I want us to pause there for a second, and uh, we'll come back uh, to the other stories that are moving markets uh, on the other side of this uh, spot break. And uh, one of those, of course, uh, sees global equities hitting a two-year high uh, on the back of some optimism around the China-US trade talks. And then uh, also it seems uh, the financial sector lagging behind when it comes uh, to their transformation profile. And we'll also take a look uh, at uh, Omnia, which uh, also seems to, um, I guess, within a very short space of time, to be a comeback kid. And they recently announced uh, this afternoon uh, a, a new BEE scheme. So we'll come back to all of those issues. And I'm in conversation with uh, an investment analyst at Emergence Investment Managers, Nuluantlam Tumbe. Seven minutes it is uh, before 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk with me, Ayabong Akawe. And uh, it's our wrap of the top business stories that we're moving markets on uh, this uh, Tuesday. And I'm joined uh, to help us to do this by investment analyst at Emergence Investment Managers, Nolwandle Mtumbin. Nolwandle, uh, global equities uh, certainly uh, in a buoyant mood here uh, on the back of uh, some optimism around those talks between Beijing and Washington. Yes, um Different day, same story. So I actually, you know, came Stuck across record. an article. <laughs> exactly. So I came across an article like it was literally a month ago. Um, literally, and the, the the headline was Wall Street embarrassing itself every time Trump talks about China, because every single mm. day there's something that the market wants to do, be happy and optimistic about. So it's been happening for 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 months and months and months now. I can't even tell you how much it's been going on for, but it's been a very long time. Yeah. But but this is the problem: is that the stock market, the U.S. stock market, is growing at a rate which is much faster than the earnings growth of the of the of the of the listed companies. Mm. So this means that the everything is becoming overvalued. So it might be a good thing to people who are investing in the markets, but if things are overvalued, then we start getting bubbles. And all bubbles burst. So, exactly. So it, 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 it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, the fundamentals don't say that, you know, companies are reaching record highs. In <sighs> fact, you know, we've seen many IPOs blunder, many IPOs are coming through, they're not even profitable. Mm. And if you take out the tech companies and maybe since banks are also resilient, you know, all of them are guiding earnings to be down next year. Yeah, yeah. Typically, you know, the market is forward-looking. So technically, if you're forward-looking, you shouldn't be re-rating the, the stock market given that earnings should be coming down. So it's, 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 it's a bit of a concerning sign. It really is because, you know, you cannot be, you know, being tripping and stopping over... Trump saying something is going forward when it actually is not. I mean, phase one is yet to be signed mm. and still not looking good. Are, are we hypersensitive to anything that comes out of uh, 
uh, you know, Donald Trump's Twitter feed. And the reason why I say this, I mean, uh, I would agree with that sentiment that really Wall Street has uh, failed here in uh, what many people would call information management and managing, I guess, the pipeline of information that comes from uh, Donald Trump's Twitter feed. But, um, I mean, if you also think about all the talk around, you know, the inversion of the yield curve and uh, an imminent um, global recession, uh, I guess it makes you wonder. I mean, they certainly do have us here in a tailspin of emotions. One day we're happy, the next day uh, everybody's expecting Armageddon. So I think, you know, there's a lot of conflicting news information out there, but at the same time, a lot of it is being ignored. So you have the Fed cutting rates, you have the stock market reaching record highs, and you have globally the growth is coming down. So unfortunate thing is that the emerging markets are doing badly, you know. So it, 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 it seems good for the U.S. stock markets, but it's also taking flows away from the emerging markets. So there's, a, there's an emerging market side. If we had, you know, bad news, we, we get killed. Mm. You know, we, don't, we don't rally, you know. So we, we are not treated fairly. So it depends on which market you're in where the thinking is very different. And in developed markets, it seems like even a small positive bit of news, they just take it in their rally. Because obviously any small signs of growth is enough for them to just be happy about. Um, but in emerging markets, that's definitely not the case. Yeah, yeah. Let's shift our attention now to Omnia. And... Uh, they, they certainly haven't been, uh, you know, carriers of any good news uh, this particular year. Uh, they were the same guys that said, look, we're not going to need to rejig our capital structure. And then uh, Chigi Chigi went back to uh, their shareholders and then said, we need a 2 billion rand rights offer, which surprisingly was oversubscribed. But um, uh, they've, uh, it seems now, I guess, are staging um, a concerted recovery here. And uh, on the back of that failed BE scheme, uh, which I think was Sakile 1, uh, they've come out now with a new one and even promising some cash here uh, to some of the low-level employees. Yeah, so I think you know I've you know I've said this many times is that getting a strong talent team is probably the most important thing I would say for any company because you need to make sure that you have a strong balance sheet because you use your balance sheet to fund growth. In addition, a company that has too much gearing that is indebted does not have the operational and and strategic flexibility mm. to conduct its business. So for any company, if you're sorting out your debt issue, it's a good thing. It's a good thing because that's the first step to survival and long-term sustainability. So the market greeted the, you know, the improvements along with the de-gearing as a positive sign. If you look at the net debt to EBITDA, it went from 4.5 times to 2.35 times. So you know, a stable company, which is you know, a good level of gearing would be around two times net debt to EBITDA. Mm. So they were at 4.5, and now they're around um, 2.3, 2. 2.5 times now. So you can see that it's a huge improvement. And just that alone is enough to make the, comp- the market feel more comfortable. Sure. Have I mean, they do, turned do, the corner? Yeah, mm. do you get a sense, Nolanja, that the market tends to think here yeah, that, you know, these guys were, were, comfort- uh, were lucky uh, on the back of a confluence of, of things, right? The one being... Uh, much better than expected demand on the part of the mining sector, which has been benefiting from better commodity prices. But also, uh, I guess, uh, you know, uh, being able to really time the planting season uh, for some of their fertilizer businesses. I mean, we heard of AgriBio there uh, really benefiting from demand on the agricultural side of things. So uh, do you get a sense that the market is saying, look, you know, let's take a wait and see approach. Uh, These guys have been able to write down and pay off some of that debt uh, only because I guess uh, operational dynamics have been in their favor. So, I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm a bit confused on this one because we had Aspen just like a few few months ago who were in a similar position and they mm. were saying, no, we're going to be fine. And there were signs of recovery, but it took a while for them to believe it. But, you know, Omni comes out and, you know, it seems like people are starting to be optimistic. 
So I definitely think there's a lot of bit of, you know, lack on their side in terms of management because the CEO has only been in since August. So I can't imagine that he um he's been driving a lot of change in the short term. So I think it's more of the market dynamics worked out in their favor. Um they do have the good market uh, market positioning in terms of, you know, what they're offering and their market share in the market. So that alone is enough to make sure that they can at least, you know, you know, maintain current operations and et cetera. So I think that is what helped them. Um, so they do have some tailwinds that allow them to deliver better than expected earnings results, but not necessarily that it would have been in management, you know, because management's doing, because mm. obviously management were probably probably still stuck in the debt situation where they couldn't even, you know, concentrate in terms of operational dynamics. What do you make of uh, them relaunching this Sakile scheme after it uh, was a spectacular failure? I mean, it I guess goes back to this whole idea of how you finance many of these deals and this reliance uh, on share price appreciation to be able to realize some value uh, as a black shareholder. So, I mean, they're a level three PDE, and that's not good enough. So I, I'm very much pro, you know, getting your PE rating up mm. and, and, and giving back, you know. So you'll find that in terms of even the, the employee, a lot of them is black people there, there. So I think they should do their part in, in improving PE. And I understand, obviously, they had a gearing problem there. But now that that is, you know, obviously sorted out with, and I'm happy that now they can still, even though they've been having operational issues, they can mm. still prioritize the BE level ownership thing, which yeah. is a good thing, I think. Obviously, execution has to be implemented well, which I think they will do because of how you've learned, um, but I think it's always a good thing if we can get some more BE shielding. Before before we leave it there, I mean, you know, these guys are in 43 countries and uh, they've said their next, the next phase of their turnaround strategy uh, is reviewing their geographical footprint, the footprint of some of their operations. Uh, do you get a sense here that, you know, maybe less would be more in this kind of context where uh, you probably want to get uh, the business on a sound footing again and uh, reestablish some confidence? Yeah, I think, you know, when, you know, Companies, they do well in South Africa. The first thing they want to do is think geographical expansion. Mm. So, And I think, you know, there's many, many companies who've gone out and they've spread themselves to then going to many territories and they're having to pull back. And I think it's it's a good strategy if they've identified that structurally or or strategically it's not not feasible to be in that country anymore. Um, I hope that it's not because of, you know, cyclical factors, um, but if strategically it just doesn't fit, then it's a good thing. And I think also you don't want to be in too many regions because then you cannot, you know, have full oversight into what's going on. So for a company like Omnia, it's still a very small company. So I think, you know, maybe gain more scale and then, you know, maybe just before in the existing regions, you know, grow within there before you see, um, you get that expansion outside of the borders of whichever region you're in. Mm. So I think it's more like going, you know, deep in there before you spread it out. Yeah. Last one, Nolwanji, I mean, you touched on, I guess, your uh, your, your concerns around uh, 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 Triple BE and uh, all of its, I guess, attendant elements. And uh, the, the sense here that uh, the industry that you are part of uh, has, uh, instead of moving forward, moved backwards uh, when it comes to uh, uh, a broad-based black economic empowerment, especially the arena of asset management. Yes, I, I cannot say it enough times that it, it's 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 very tough. It's very hard for black in the asset managers in the space, black individuals being in there. And there's a big quote that I always use, and I say it's a Martin Luther King quote that says, change does not roll in on the wheels of inevitability, 
but it comes to continuous struggle. So it's not like the red carpet mm-hmm. is open and then the mm-hmm. sector, financial sector chart is in there and, you know, with the BE transformation is happening, you know. I think there needs to be more action and more more people getting into industry. And then APSIP is, is, a, is an organization that's helping to assist with the transformation industry, but we need more engagement, more people mm. in the industry, because it's, it's, it's not better. It's not better. I mean, I can remember being in a room where I'm the only black female. I'm still going into rooms and I'm the only black female, and it's, it, it needs more action from us who need that presentation to do more, because the industry itself is not as open as we'd like them to be, despite this financial sector charts are being in. Mm. And every day we'll sit here and celebrate you know that uh, one of the banks has got 11 million customers who by and large are uh, black and come from low-income communities and yet very few of those people are actually represented in decision-making roles. Yes, yeah. So it's a case of a sad reality and I think, you know, we need to kind of get ourselves in. That's what we must do. I believe in self-empowerment and we need to kind of get in there because it's not opening up organizing it on its own. It's not like it's inevitable and it could stay this way for another 20,000 years and people will thrive, you know, you'll still get the information of people making lots of money. So I think, you know, we need to be more active and, you know, Definitely. at least there's some organizations trying to push the efforts. Definitely. Got to kick down some doors here. Nolwantlem Tombeni, thank you very much for your time. It was a pleasure catching up with you. Business, business, business wrap of the day.